Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Limitless Estates, where Kyle and Lolita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, aptcapitalgroup.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. Also, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now time to get into our show. Today, we have Yaakov Smart here with us. Yaakov, thanks for being here. How's it going? Hey, really well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, before we head into the interview, here's a little bit about Yaakov. Yaakov is considered to be the leading expert when it comes to attracting A-list investors and raising capital using LinkedIn. He's the author of Disrupting LinkedIn and a sought-after authority by top business owners and sales leaders worldwide. Yaakov has even made an appearance on the hit TV show, Million Dollar Listing, and now currently focuses on training and consulting others on how to transform their LinkedIn profiles into priceless relationship-building assets. So super impressive and super valuable for any real estate investors out there. So Yaakov, let's get started. And could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Let's do it. So the short version of that is my expertise, my sole focus right now is working with people who are real estate entrepreneurs, usually in the syndication space and multifamily. That's primarily where most of our students and clients come from and giving them a new way of attracting high net worth individuals who want to invest passively with them using LinkedIn as the platform for doing that. And I've got a unique methodology that's based around a new way of using LinkedIn that's also based around a concept that I've coined in marketing called investor attraction DNA. And so what this allows people to do is attract their A-list investors, start building those relationships on LinkedIn, and eventually have those new relationships result in passive investors for their future projects. Yeah, awesome. I'm really excited about this because over the last six months, I've tried really hard to kind of boost my profile on LinkedIn. And so I'm very interested in hearing more of what you have to say. But let's start with why LinkedIn, you know, why has LinkedIn become so relevant over the last couple of years or, or maybe five years or so? Definitely. Well, LinkedIn has changed a lot over the past five years. I mean, it's been around for a while, but over the past few years, what's happened is Microsoft purchased LinkedIn about three or four years ago, and they purchased it for a large amount. I believe it was $26.2 billion, and they made a substantial investment. So since Microsoft bought LinkedIn, they've completely revamped the platform, whereas before it used to be very corporate and stuffy and sort of difficult to find your way around, where now it's more natural and easier to actually use it to build key relationships. So I'll give you some stats. There's about 675 million users on LinkedIn right now, and that's people worldwide. There's about 130 million accounts here in the US that are active. Now, the average household income of a LinkedIn user is $115,000. So people on LinkedIn, they tend to be more affluent. They tend to be higher net worth, higher income type of individuals. And they're on there for very different reasons than 
they are on a place like Facebook or Instagram where they're there purely for entertainment value. People are on LinkedIn to build positive relationships, to learn, to grow, and to see what opportunities are out there. And it's fascinating to see what kind of people you can find on LinkedIn. Pretty much any type of investor someone can imagine, you know, from corporate CEOs to executives at large corporations to doctors, attorneys, angel investors, directors of family offices, institutional investors of that sort. Those decision makers are on LinkedIn. And what's really powerful is using the LinkedIn search, you can build a targeted list of those individuals literally within a matter of minutes. And you can reach those people directly and start building relationships directly on their mobile devices, which is where most people check their LinkedIn. So it's a powerful opportunity to be able to generate investor leads from anywhere. And pretty much when you have a system to be able to pretty much do it on demand, which is really powerful as well. Okay, awesome. I appreciate that background. Let's start with the profile of uh, someone's LinkedIn. I think that's probably where it all begins, right? And very important. What should someone's profile look like? I mean, we're used to Facebook where it's got a picture of maybe your wife or your girlfriend, and that's basically all the information that you have, right? So what's different about LinkedIn and what should your profile look like? Well, you need to think about your LinkedIn profile as that first impression online. And what's great about your LinkedIn profile is when people Google your name, oftentimes it comes up even before your website because LinkedIn has really, really powerful SEO capabilities. So when we think about LinkedIn profiles, I'll give you some things not to do first or some common misconceptions that I see, especially from real estate entrepreneurs. The first thing, contrary to popular belief, it is not designed to be a resume. If you're using this to raise capital and attract investors, think of it as more of a marketing piece. And the most powerful thing your profile can do is get your ideal investor interested in learning more and getting them to take action. So it's important to not think about it like a corporate resume. We're not talking about writing an executive bio. We're also not talking about boring people into investing with you because that doesn't seem to work for most people. So what you want to have is something that takes people through a journey that allows them to feel seen and that makes your ideal investors when they look at your profile to relate to you as a person, but also to say to themselves, man, this person gets it because you want to accelerate that trust online. I'll give you a couple ways to do that here in a moment. So the first misconception is the resume. And it's just, if you're using LinkedIn to attract investors, it should not read like the resume. It needs to be more personal. It needs to be geared towards your audience. The second big mistake I see from a lot of real estate entrepreneurs, especially people who are, let's say, transitioning from another business or from their day jobs, is they've got a lot of different experiences on their profile and it's sort of scattered. They're sort of all over the place. And you have to understand that online, the difference between being online and being in person is you have a split second to get that person interested and hooked and wanting to know more. Otherwise, they just lose all their trust and they're not going to quite be paying attention. So you want to be very concise in your wording. You want the visuals to be easy to read because there's a lot of noise online and there's a lot of you know, short, small attention spans. And the third piece that I see, because there's some people who go overboard and they read something or they look something up and they try to, and their profile is all about features and benefits about investing with them. And it's too early for that. If that happens is your profile is coming off like a marketing brochure from the 90s, right? And that's not going to be what gains people's trust online. So instead, I'll give you some conceptual things. I'll tell you the most important parts of the profile too. So 
the first big concept that you have to understand as a real estate entrepreneur is this concept of pre-framing when it comes to your LinkedIn profile. And this is very, very powerful. And pre-framing is not my own term. It's a term that comes from NLP. But when you talk about your LinkedIn profile, it's instead of them, your ideal investor, your potential investor, raising objections or being skeptical what if you were the one to bring some of their objections to the forefront? What if you mentioned some of the questions they're probably already asking themselves about real estate or about multifamily in your profile? That's a way to start to position yourself as that expert, even if you're just getting into real estate investing. So pre-framing is a really powerful thing on your LinkedIn profile. And you also want to make people feel understood because depending on where your potential investor is in the journey, maybe they've been investing in real estate for a while and they want another means of passive investing. Maybe they don't know that passive investing really exists. Maybe it sounds too good to be true to them. So you want to meet them where you're at. And it's usually way, way, way too early to talk about the features and benefits of your deals on your profile. You don't want to do that. You also, remiss to say, don't want to talk about specific deals on your profile because there's different SEC guidelines and gray areas you just don't want to go down. So think of your profile as an introductory marketing piece that establishes your authority, that has your potential investor curious, wanting to learn more, and it has them feeling understood. That's really important too. What about the piece with articles, posting articles and things like that? Is that good to have on your profile? So there's a place on your profile for featured content. And so what I personally do is whenever I'm featured on a podcast, I include that link. It's good for the podcast. It's good for me. It establishes your credibility. What I don't recommend people do is spend all their time writing articles on LinkedIn. Those just don't get the juice that they used to. So if you've got two or three podcasts that you were featured on, or maybe you've got two or three really good articles that you've created that actually move people closer to wanting to learn more about investing with you and being seriously interested in that opportunity, then you can include those under your featured content. And that way, when someone goes to your profile and starts to scroll down, that's right there for them to see and to grab their attention. Got it. Okay. So how much time does one need to be spending on attracting leads? I've tried to do it in certain ways. And it certainly sounds like I've got a lot of work to do just even talking with you for five minutes here. But how much time should a person an investor be spending on LinkedIn trying to attract leads? So it's a great question, because a lot of investors, a lot of people think that the more time they spend on LinkedIn or social media, the more leads they're going to get couldn't be further from the truth, you could spend 10 hours a day and get zilch. I recommend, and the people that work with us, they spend about 15 to 20 minutes a day. And they're generating a significant volume of leads because this process and this methodology, especially when it comes to direct messaging, it can be 90% automated. So the biggest key is to have a system in place and then be able to plug into the system. That's why this can be so effective for you. So I certainly don't want to spend all day on LinkedIn. I know people who are real estate entrepreneurs are doing it full-time or transitioning to doing it full-time, don't have all day to spend. So think about this though. If you could do 15 to 20 minutes a day where you're spending on really high-quality lead generation and 90% of it is running for you, is it worth the time investment? And the answer is usually absolutely. And to further elaborate on that point, inside of our programs and you know when I talk with people, I'm big on delegating, okay? I'm big on being the visionary entrepreneur 
and delegating the button pushing. So it comes down to strategy, it comes down to messaging, comes down to having an effective system. And then once you have that up and running, the automation is doing 90% of the work, but the day-to-day sort of watching the metrics, doing the button pushing, you can delegate that to an assistant, an admin person. That stuff becomes very delegatable once you have that system in place. Okay. What type of content other than what you have on your profile should you really be pushing out there? So there's a lot of different things you could be posting. I'll clear up another misconception because there seem to be quite a few of them. There's people out there who say that you need to be posting five times a day on social media if you want to get results. And that's complete BS, especially on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is more of a direct relationship building platform is why I love it. So in terms of posting, you know, there is not a magic cadence, but there are some best practices. So I'll say this, consistency is key. Okay. And I'll say that engaging with other people's content is going to give a lot more visibility and relevancy to your content because LinkedIn has an algorithm where it determines who sees what. Okay. And it's a very formulaic, advanced, artificial intelligence thing. But you know, one thing that I talk about um, when working with students and clients is something called three by three by three because a lot of people will spend all day figuring out what to post and they'll get writer's block and they're not just not content creators, they're real estate entrepreneurs. And guess what? That's okay. So instead, what you can do is you can spend three minutes a day, look in your newsfeed or look in the LinkedIn has a news section, pick three different posts that are relevant to your audience or relevant to you and give those posts a like take a quick skim at the post, acknowledge what the other person had to say, and ask a question. You do that three times a day with three posts for three minutes, you're going to start to get a lot of the benefits that you'd be getting from posting often. And if you add posting to it, maybe you start posting once a week, all of a sudden you're going to start to get those benefits of exposure and visibility. So that's a big thing, a big sort of hack to starting the content process on LinkedIn. As far as content that's working well right now. It's short, it's concise, it's focused. Things like videos are doing well. LinkedIn Live is coming to the surface very shortly. There, You can post different infographics, PDFs, things like that as well. And traditional type of pictures, long form posts, the human interest stories, personality tends to do really, really well on LinkedIn. There's been this sort of resurgence of personality, whereas before it used to be very corporate. Now people are looking, especially now as they're spending more and more time on LinkedIn, they're looking for entertainment value and engagement on LinkedIn in the last quarter alone was up by about 33%. So people are more engaged. And they're looking for something that's going to pique their interest. Everyone's getting more and more curious. What about the use of hashtags? You know, it seems like some people use them way too much. Some people don't use them at all. How does LinkedIn see hashtags? Well, it's constantly changing. Um, My recommendation would be to pick three to five that are, you know, big picture related to multifamily. For example, multifamily real estate could be one apartment investing could be another one. Real estate investing is an even bigger picture one. And just to include them in your post, um, it tends to circulate what you're posting in front of different people, especially if you're posting from your business page. Okay. And then going on along the same lines of business page, you know, I think it's also the same question with Facebook. You always get confused. Should you post on your personal page, your group page? Should you share to groups? Should you just post individual separate messages in groups? How does that work with LinkedIn? And, you know, I'm not really familiar with the group function too much in LinkedIn. So curious how that works. 
Well, the group function is definitely there. I mean, groups work a little differently on LinkedIn than Facebook. They tend to have less noise and less chatter, but they're a great place to find people based on interest. They're a great place to find potential investors and really segment out your list. But as far as your LinkedIn business page goes, business pages are getting considerably more organic reach and visibility, meaning when you post, you don't have to pay to play like you do on your Facebook business page, for example. But the majority of your and the majority of what we teach in terms of investor lead generation on LinkedIn is going to be based on your personal profile and linking that business page to your personal profile to add trust and credibility. That's really where business pages come in. That's their primary function. The other thing that's you know sort of on the forefront with business pages, I'll give you a couple cool things that are really new actually. The first one is you can set up LinkedIn events through business pages. So for example, if you're hosting a webinar, if you're hosting an in-person event, for example, you can set that up through a business page, stream it through a business page and invite people at scale to that event through your business page. The other thing you can now do on LinkedIn is you can look at who all the followers of your business page are. So if you've got 100 followers on your business page, you can actually see who all of them are and do some different things with that list of people. Yeah, very cool. So where do you see LinkedIn in five to 10 years? Do you see it as a dominant platform and why? I see it definitely being busier. I see even more engagement on content. I think that a lot of people are just sick and tired of Facebook and Instagram, and they're just going to you know, make a very conscious decision to avoid those platforms. I see LinkedIn advertising really picking up in a few years, and it's not quite there yet. It's not quite a worthwhile investment yet, but the good news is you can do a lot of this investor lead generation on LinkedIn pretty much for free. I mean, the costs are, are minimum compared to advertising on a different platform. So I see that really picking up. I see more people creating content and streaming. And I see LinkedIn becoming even more social and casual, the whole stuffy professionalism on LinkedIn. I think that's very much going to be a thing of the past. Okay. Anything else we haven't kind of covered or talked about that you, um, are best practices or anything like that you want to share? Yeah. So let's talk about, because list building is so important and we could talk about it for hours, but I'll give you five ways to build lists of prospective investors on LinkedIn because a lot of times people have trouble with messaging or response rates and different things. And they come to me and they have questions about that. And the very first sort of lever that I always point people to is, well, are we talking to the right person, right? Because if your angle and your list aren't precise and aren't spot on, you're going to make it an uphill battle for yourself. So give you the five ways that are available on LinkedIn right now at the time that we're having this conversation. The first way is the free search. So there's a search filter at the top of LinkedIn on any free account. You can type in keywords and search for certain types of people. The second way is searching by group. And what's interesting about searching by groups, you can search by interest and what people have already expressed interest in. So it's a whole new level of understanding who you're potentially reaching. The third way is by actually importing a CSV. So let's say, for example, you went and you bought a list of accredited investors. You can actually import that list into LinkedIn and connect with those people and build your network of those people. And there's different types of ways to remarket and retarget in, in that regard. The fourth way is LinkedIn advertising, which for most people I don't necessarily recommend, but that's the pay traffic on LinkedIn. And that can be sponsored content, sponsored email, all those different things we don't need to get into today, but that's available in terms of list building. 
And the fifth way and the most popular way, the way that I personally use and that I recommend anyone who's serious about you know, really getting a system like this built, implemented, and be able to expand upon is called LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's a premium account on LinkedIn. It very much is, I think, the most powerful database and list building tool on the planet right now where you can build a list very, very quickly and get hyper-specific. There's about 15 different criteria when you know how to build a list there. Um, you've got those potential investor lists at your fingertips without having to spend a few thousand dollars buying a list. So what it comes down to is if you're going to get a premium account, that's the one that you want. The other ones aren't nearly as good for list building. So those are five ways to start to build those investor lists on LinkedIn and start that process. Yeah. Awesome. I really appreciate that value. Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? I'm so ready. This podcast is sponsored by Bullpen. Bullpen is an online marketplace where you can find and hire top-notch commercial real estate analysts on an hourly or part-time basis to support your deals. The analysts on Bullpen have various skill sets from office brokerage in Topeka to multifamily development in New York and everything in between. We use Bullpen as a second set of eyes on all of our underwriting. Find your next analyst using Bullpen at www.bullpenre.com. Use our promo code APTCAPITAL when you sign up to receive a $100 credit towards your first hire. All right, here we go. What is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you cannot do without? LinkedIn, the internet, social media, all, all those good things. All right. Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing and what is the main takeaway for our listeners? Well, the biggest mistake wasn't directly related to real estate investing, but I mean, before the whole COVID situation hit, I was traveling the world with my girlfriend. We were in Australia and I decided to do an event, uh, one day in-person event out there in Melbourne. And the event for a number of reasons didn't go really well. And the biggest mistake was just trying to do too much. I think that's what it was. Sometimes I think as business owners, entrepreneurs, people who are very ambitious and driven, we try to do too much rather than being focused on just a few things and doing them really, really well. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? Set clear long-term intentions and reverse engineer. And finally, where can people find out more about you? They can go to LinkedIn. It's Yakov Smart. Pretty easy to find. So if people are listening to this and they want to you know, go deeper on some of these topics and on the actual methodology, they can go to linkedleads.us forward slash raising capital webinars. It's just like it sounds, linkedleads.us forward slash raising capital webinar. It's a free training. It goes for about 45 minutes and it's a much more extensive on the actual methodology. Um, and we usually have those about weekly. Perfect. Well, thanks for all the tips and advice we can all implement today on our LinkedIn profiles. Great content, and we appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to limitless-estates.com and sign up for the newsletter.
If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.